Welcome to The Long Leash. I'm James Jacobson. We've all looked for love at one point or another. And if you're single, this pandemic has been especially tough when it comes to dating. Many have turned to online dating apps like Tinder and eHarmony or Bumble to find some semblance of companionship. In relationships, there's always compromises to be made, of course. But as dog lovers, one thing is non-negotiable, and that is our canine companions. But what if you didn't have to worry about searching for your fellow dog person, someone who loves dogs as much as you do, or at least doesn't detest them? That is what Lee Isaacson set out to do with an app that she and her sister developed. It's called Dig. This dating app attempts to make it a bit easier for us dog lovers to find one another. Lee Isaacson, thanks for being with us today. No problem. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I want to cover a couple of things. Um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the aspect of how you all got started with your sister basically being in a relationship with someone who wasn't really a dog person. Because I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. So how did You're it all start? Absolutely right. Unfortunately, lots of people can relate to that, right? A few years ago, my sister was dating a guy who tried to be a dog person for her. And he put the effort in, I must say. This is not about him as a person. It's just him as a not dog lover, unfortunately. And by the end of the relationship, he was putting blankets and towels down on the couch so the dog didn't touch anything. Uh, he would, you know, really not want the dog in his apartment. And she said to me, I wish I just knew from the start that this wasn't going to work because of my dog. And because we're on a dog podcast here. <laughs> Most of your viewers can probably picture this dog. It's a Cavapoo. So it's a Cavalier Spaniel mini poodle mix. Couldn't be cuter. Can't, can't yeah, get much can't cuter. Picture, it, picture a teddy bear. There is <laughs> there is nothing like these dogs. It is a dog made for luxury and, and for your lap with a Cavalier mixed with something that doesn't shed. <laughs> right. It's uh, like so. the perfect and, 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 a, and a kind of an Instagrammable dog as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I think all dogs are Instagram. We agree. <laughs> okay, so you, she has this beautiful dog. What's the dog's name? Her dog's name is Layla. Okay, so Layla, and then we'll give this guy a fictitious name. Okay, Bob. Bob, is that his real name? Okay, so uh, Bob and uh, and your sister don't kind of see eye to eye with Layla. And how long had that been going on? I think the relationship was about a year, a year long. Um, but, you know, New York relationships, they were going out, you know, they had all these other things in common on the artistic world side. Uh, you know, he's an animator. She's in art direction, works at ad agencies uh, on paper. You know, if you were looking for someone, this might have been a great match. But what we realized and what most dog people probably know is inherently true is dogs are not just the animal in your house. They represent a lifestyle. It is how much you spend on your pets. It is how clean you keep your home. For relationships, if 80% of dog owners sleep with a dog in their bed and you want to invite someone to that bed in the future, you know, mm -hmm. right away or in the future, whatever up to you, uh, you're going to have to have that conversation really early on. And so we recognized that this was an opportunity to connect people in a different way. Separately, 
but also importantly, bring a dog into a conversation or into a stressful situation for you and you're going to let your walls down. You know, I, I like to say it's really hard to be pompous when picking up dog poop, mm -hmm. right? So if you're going on a date- Everyone's poop bags dog, are the same. Well, <laughs> and, you know, you're going on a date, uh, you bring the dog and you're having more conversations that are real. And you really see the human in the other person because you've got your dog, something you love already involved. And so all of this put together just made for a much nicer, more dog filled experience as you're looking for the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. So that's where the idea for Dig Dates was born. We'll get into, let's get, okay, let's get into Dig Dates and then let's go back into the psychology in a bit. But the uh, the the basic premise of dig dates is it's a place for dog lovers to connect with with other dog lovers who are looking for a relationship absolutely and important words there you said dog lovers because a third of our users on dig don't have a dog yet you know date someone with a dog is a huge bonus right <laughs> so you don't have to have a dog and a lot of that came out of uh, two things one necessity there are a lot of issues with um single person apartments, studios, and one bedrooms across the country that are not dog friendly. They become dog friendlier with the more bedrooms you have as people start to think that it's more family oriented. Mm -hmm. So single people with dogs often have trouble in certain cities. For example, in Boston, it's very hard to find dog friendly housing for single people. So we knew if we're, if we're catering to single people, we have to meet them where they are and they might want a dog, but they don't have one now. The second important point is we're about compatibility. That's our number one priority. And so you might have a dog that doesn't get along with other dogs, but you need to find someone who will love your dog just as much as you do. And you, you know, like might not have a dog, but you want to date someone with a dog, for example. So we knew that there were important aspects to compatibility, not just for the humans, but for the safety and comfort, comfortable, you know, aspects for the dogs as well. And so how do you find that compatibility? Well, starting with something you love is a great way to find someone who loves something you do as well. You're changing the types of conversations you have right away. You're comfortable because you're not just leading with your face. You're leading with the face of something else that you love. Right. Uh, and so you're able to interact on our dating app. Um, like you do on other apps, you know, it, there's not completely new and foreign functionality. We do have some very dog specific aspects to the app that I'll go into, but it's the idea that you're, you're bringing this, uh, story, this love, um, this respect to the table. And you're really focusing on long-term relationships because you're thinking about you and something else. So is it like other apps, for example, I think eHarmony is an example that supposedly uses all sorts of psychology profiling and AI and all sorts of stuff to help you find that perfect person and to sort of sift through the um, lip service that some people might pay. I'm a, I'm a reader, but you know, I, <laughs> what was the last book you read? Um, well, it was in high school and it was Catcher in the Rye. Um, so does, does Dig App kind of sift through the that to help dog lovers truly find other people who, who connect? Yes. So we have, you know, the upfront, you can sift through people in different ways related to the dogs. So you kind of have that filtering capabilities. Uh, and then on top of that, we're going to show you more people like the ones you have liked. 
the name of the game is cutting to the chase. But yes, that's the whole idea is that the technology behind the app is is there to help you. And the, you know, filters and everything you can do on the front end of the app is there to help you too. And you're you're looking for that compatible match for you and your potential dog. So share with me some success stories. I can tell you my favorite one was the first um, engagement we heard. Uh, this was middle of last year now. Um, it was a 70-year-old man and a 54-year-old woman. It was his second marriage, her first marriage. He had a dog, and she did not have a dog, but she thought she was supposed to have one to be on the app, so she stole her friend's dog to take photos for her profile. Uh, okay. And uh, this was in the New England area, um, and they hit it off. You know, uh, we were very young. We're still a young app, so we didn't expect, you know, engagements right away, but as they explained you know at that age if you know what you're looking for you're not going to let it go uh, and so we we really appreciate that but that's definitely one of my favorites what role does the photography play in it is that a, is that a big piece of it i mean because obviously there's some apps you swipe left swipe right is, do you, is that a component yes so we do have the swipe left swipe right component it's called um in the dig area of dig i know super original but it makes sense when you're on the app uh, but we've also included other features on the app where you can actually meet more people uh, at once and not just people you're looking to date. So we've got a section of the app called the Dog Park. And we launched that in the middle of COVID because you were really missing out on that camaraderie, that aspect of meeting other people with dogs, not just people you're looking to date, but, you know, building relationships around around dogs. So it works like a social feed on the app itself. So you can see other people posting photos of their dogs, stories of their dogs. We encourage um, in different ways people to post their favorite dog-friendly date ideas, their favorite dog businesses, dog-friendly locations, try out dog pun pickup lines if you want to. Uh, we post a lot of different you know, polls and things to get people seeing what other type of people are on there. Uh, so our most recent poll we posted in the, in the dog park was, uh, you know, how much does uh, a vaccine for COVID matter to you for going out to date right now? And you can get a feel for what other people on the app are um, thinking, feeling related to that. We're trying to do everything we can to encourage more conversations that kind of open the door to the type of relationship and the type of lifestyle you'll lead with these other people and their animals. What's the biggest learning lesson you've had uh, building this? We thought we would be able to go slow and fix every issue that might come up in the technology world and launch, um, you know, region of a city by region of a city at a time. And what we realized is by going slow, we were hurting the users who are on there, who were most eager to meet people. By not getting as many resources as we could and getting the word out as big and as fast as we could, you didn't have enough people on there for a long enough time for people to actually meet each other and spend enough time together. Um, and so very quickly, we had to pivot to you know, the investment world and things like that to make sure that we had the resources to get the word out and that we weren't actually hurting people who were looking for love by not giving them a product that you know helped um, but in fact was, you know, maybe hurting their self-esteem uh, by thinking that there was nobody looking for them when really there was just nobody on in their area. Right. And so very, very quickly, that was a lesson we had to learn and, and pivot very fast. Okay. So let's talk about this whole biz story and what year did you start? 
we launched Dig just in um, the New York area just for iPhones on <laughs> Valentine's Day of 2018. You know, we thought we'd be able to last on iPhone for a while and really build out that and then pivot over to Android. Um, and just in the world we live in, that is not correct. Well, I, you know, it might work for some apps, but it wasn't going to work for us as you're looking for different types of people in different places, you know, with different wants and needs. Uh, and so we knew we had to get investment to be able to build out the Android side as, as soon as we could. Um, and another thing is, you know, it was not just financially driven, but what we realized very quickly was that um, we were local news darlings. Uh, who didn't want to wake up in the morning, turn on the local news and listen to a story about dogs and love, right? <laughs> and so we realized as we entered different markets um, and we went city by city, kind of opening it up um, with these big dog-friendly events that we were throwing in each market we went to, uh, we were getting a lot of media attention, which really fueled um, that big boost in each city we went to very quickly, which is what I was talking about, which what you need when you enter a city is not entering it slowly, but entering it with as much um, attention that you can, which will really help get more people onto the app for other people to meet. So you were able to garner a lot of PR. And I imagine, was that something as, I mean, did you have a PR agency or is it your experience because you were a broadcast journalism student? Yes. Yeah, so going back to our core team, which is me and my sister, um, my sister was in the advertising world as an art director. And I have a background in TV news reporting as an investigative reporter. And um, I have my master's in homeland security and emergency response management. I taught at Tulane uh, Media, Terrorism and Disasters and Introduction to Journalism uh, on top of being a TV news reporter. So with all of those combined, we said, well, what can we do? Well, Casey can make things look good and I can make things sound good. Right. And I know how to talk on TV. I know how to talk to the press and we know how to give them lots of puppy video and graphics that they're going to need. And it was all in one package for them to be able to tell their city this new opportunity to find love. Uh, it also helped that we were a completely free app at the time. So we weren't asking them to do advertisements for us. We said, wouldn't you like it if, you know, because of your reporting, uh, someone found their love of their life? Uh, and that was a really great story we were able to share with them as we first launched. So were you doing the pitching all by yourself? Yes. Yeah. And there were times we certainly brought on help. I don't want to ever say that it was all by ourselves. We had copywriters who would help with different ideas for press releases. Um, we ended up working with social wise communications um, and where I would write the pieces they would pitch and then I would go on and do everything. So we've, we've been able to maneuver either um, my sister and I building everything ourselves from my sister building the press kit itself, me doing the pitching and, and the on air chat or um, working with people to help as we were you know, putting our, our efforts into other aspects of the um, business. Is there like a common thread among the people who join Dig other than, of course, they're dog yeah, lovers? Dog lover. yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's mostly it. Um, you know, uh, two things. A, I mean, age, demo, age demographic, well, yeah, sexual orientation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So most dating apps are much younger and mm -hmm. you've got, um, you know, 18 to 24 really leading the way in a lot of other dating apps. Mm -hmm. Ours is um, average age of 30. Mm -hmm. And so that fits in with late 20s, early 30s for your first animal, right? You've, you've been out in the world, you're looking for a companion, you don't have a human companion, maybe yeah. um, you've got enough money, possibly after working, maybe for a few years, yeah. you might live in a little bit nicer place that has access to 
an outdoor area. There's a lot that makes sense for that age group to then say, okay, I've, I've found this animal that I love over the past few years. Now I'm ready to find someone to join us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so 30 being our average age is great. And then the main difference is that we've got majority women on both of our apps. Um, and that is unusual. That's even unusual for the, you know, female first apps that are out there as well. What's the um, ratio? <laughs> it is uh, dependent on the city. Um, but there are some cities that are as high as 70% women, wow. which sounds great for the guys. <laughs> I was going to say, for the, the but, guys who are listening to this, right. and we do have but a lot of men who listen. Yeah, but it's unusual because for women, they're not used to sitting around and waiting on dating apps the way mm -hmm. that some guys are. You know, they're used to getting bombarded with tons and tons of messages. We flip the script and that's not a great thing. You know, we want it to be even for every type of person out there looking for each other. We also have non-binary on the app. Um, and of course, um, what you know, all, all different types of relationships you can find. But this is where it really stands out. And so having that access to the press has actually been great because all we have to do is go on TV and say, hey, guys, women are waiting. Or, you know, the word for female dog is waiting. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah. Depends on which uh, radio station you're on. Do you, I, I, I'm intrigued with like all types of relationships. So I'm a, let's, let's talk about that. Are people like basically looking to hook up because they have a connection with dogs? Yeah. I mean, okay. people are on dating apps for all different reasons. Right. right? Um, and so why not hook up with someone who also likes dogs and you let your dogs go play? Right? <laughs> okay. I think that would be great. Maybe you're just looking for someone who, you know, your dogs will get along and um, you just want to be friends. And, you know, that's not our main purpose, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that's not why people are there. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's take a break right here and hear from our sponsors. But when we return, let's chat about COVID and how it has affected the app or even the entire dating industry as a whole. We'll be right back. And now, a message from your dog. Oh, every day with you is like a day at the beach, and I want as many beach days as possible. Oh, I want to run. I want to sniff. Ooh, I want to find a good stick to carry. Oh, I want to roll in the grass. Oh, and warm my belly in the sun. Oh, I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want ever pop. The green, glassy beef liver smell wakes my senses. Oh, you may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy. It infuses any food you give me with healthy life vibrancy. Oh, I can feel it. Ever pop traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pop you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. We're back. We're speaking with Lee Isaacson. She developed the app called Dig. Lee, let's 
address the elephant in the room here, COVID-19. Now, I'm sure it had a huge impact on the app and probably the dating industry as a whole, right? Dating apps were booming during um, especially the height of lockdown. Um, This is where people are turning to go meet each other, planning for the future. Um, You know, if you are missing the bar scene, um, where else are you going to find a bunch of people to to talk to and and continue that relationship world? So dating apps did extraordinarily well. Now, at the same time, as you know, uh, pet adoptions also did extraordinarily well. So we were really at the intersection of two things where people really turned to for uh, companionship, uh, community, um, love. Uh, and so it really made sense. That's why also we wanted to launch Tavi as soon as we could was, uh, really meeting that need. And so I would imagine that your user base exploded during COVID. It did. Yeah. Tavi launched in the middle of yeah. it and has been growing very fast. And, um, dig has also been, been doing very well. So what's the perfect first date for dog lovers? First, first date is going on the the dog walk together. Um, You know, during COVID, we like to say, keep two leash lengths apart (laughs) for your six feet. Mm -hmm. That was an easy way of doing it. Um, But it's important not just as a good date idea, but um, getting two dogs used to each other or introducing them, getting them moving and talking and outside of one um, territory or another territory. It just it, it makes sense all around. Um, there's also a stop and end to it, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not an uncomfortable date. I'm going to blame it on the dog having to leave or whatever. You know, this is a great way to get out, meet people, get the dog some exercise, get your blood pumping and, and flowing. Um, and it's a beneficial way for the dogs to meet as well for you to meet. So um, I always, always suggest that. Um, I've, I've known some people who, you know, on dig who, who didn't have dogs, neither of them had dogs. And a first date was going to, um, a rescue shelter. We have one here in new Orleans, animal rescue, new Orleans, where you can sign up to volunteer to go run the dogs, um, during, during lunch, um, or, or during the lunch hour. And so uh, you don't have to run, but you could take them on a walk together. Um, and so that there's still an opportunity to do that, even if you both don't have dogs yet. Do you have experience with uh, a couple that met on dig and then find out that yes, they're both dog lovers, but unfortunately their dogs don't love the other person's dog. You know, we've heard all sorts of different stories. Um, I haven't heard anyone say that the dogs definitely don't get along. Usually it's the dogs didn't get along, so we didn't move forward. Uh-huh. Not yeah. we're still trying to figure it out with the dogs. Okay, so the I'm dogs sure okay. that exists yeah. though. Um, but that is why from the beginning we put vets and trainers on the app itself with different ways of maneuvering that. At the same time, if that's in any way a deal breaker for you, mm-hmm. our theory is: don't you want to know that upfront? Right? Don't you want to have these conversations first? Don't you want to you know bring these? Um, all of these mixes together to say, you know, is this worth it to move forward and to figure out together or not? I want to go back to a statistic that you quoted early in this conversation where you said that a certain percentage of uh, dogs sleep in beds. To me, that sort of is a barometer of if someone truly is a dog lover or yeah, I I own a dog. (laughs) Um, But what, uh, what, what is the, impact of that statistic as it relates to dating? Well, first of all, it is, like you said, a great indicator of just how dog you are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Dogs have gone from the dog house 
to in your house, to in your bed. And I'd say there's a next step of everywhere with you outside the house. That's the that's the world we're entering if we're not already completely in it right now is places becoming more dog friendly. So you're not just leaving the dog at home in your bed, right? You're, you're bringing your dog with you. And so where do you fall on that spectrum is very important because dog people are just as varied as the dogs themselves. You know, I live down here in Louisiana. Um, you know, I have a German short hair pointer and they are usually hunting dogs down here. You're not stuffing one of those dogs in a purse to go on the subway in New York. <laughs> it's a different dog. It's a different dog person. But then also things uh, like we mentioned already, you know, cleanliness, you know, uh, you know, you can be a very much a dog lover and not want your dog on your furniture in your bed. And it's just different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a different conversation. But when you bring up things like that, you can think of all the ways that the dog really does affect your overall lifestyle and how you're connected um, to them and how, you know, that other person might fit in that lifestyle. Do you find that breed matters or, or size of dogs? So size of dog, we, from the beginning, let you search by small, medium, or large. And that was because of the compatibility factor. And so that was, you know, my, again, I have a German short hair pointer. She chases small dogs around until they collapse because she thinks they're all squirrels, <laughs> right? So I, I, if I were looking for someone, if I wasn't married, I would likely first start with the larger dogs. Um, and we didn't want people to be able to search by breed from the beginning. We really didn't like the idea of breedists, if you will, right? Poodles yeah. only. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And I think that there's a, a big case for it. Since then, we've heard from a lot of people who wanted um, to be able to search by hypoallergenic. Mm. You know, that's why they were looking mm. for poodles, maybe not the breed. Mm -hmm. We incorporated that. We have different tags, dog tags, <laughs> you can add to your dog's profile on the app or your profile in the sec section of your dog on the app. And it has things like cuddler, hunter, um, you know, uh, hypoallergenic, rescue, an Instagram influencer. Uh, so people are able to search and find dogs that, you know, they're actually looking for. Has your sister found someone, you said you're married, but has your sister found someone through Dig? She is going to kill me that I didn't say she was my favorite success story, but uh, yes. That, that she... is kind of, we got to start. Okay. So you should tell me about that. Casey met Thomas on dig um, beginning of COVID last year. Um, and he was on dig as he traveled um, to and from his job from Brooklyn to New Jersey. Um, and they started their relationship uh, just almost, I guess, exactly a year ago. So you say the perfect first date is walking your dogs. I would imagine the perfect final date at least before you're married, is to have the dog included in the wedding. Have you guys looked at that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you should see pictures from my wedding. You can, I think we posted it on Dig last year, but uh, my dog was our, our flower dog. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we certainly hope to see a lot more of those. So you were not the first uh, to, to, to think, hey, we there's, there's an opportunity here to connect dog lovers with each other, but you're the most successful. Talk about that when you guys first had this idea of well, let's, let's let's create a dog app or a, an app for you know a dating app for dog lovers, and you started doing research and looking at all the people who have tried it and failed. What was that like? Well, we knew what we liked and what we didn't like um, with other people who have come before us. Um, we knew first of all that we wanted to do the app version, so we were the first to launch the app that was totally dedicated to 
um, dog lovers uh, for dating. There were some websites that were out there before for sure. Um, we knew we wanted a cleaner interface. Um, my sister is an incredible designer uh, and um, has worked with, like I said, agencies in New York and LA and, and large clients around the world. Um, and so all of our secret sauce comes from her. I mean, hmm. she just made us look like we we had gobbles of money and, you know, hired the best out there. We did in her, really. Um, and I, I truly believe we would be nowhere without her talents. Um, and she designed everything from every single advertisement you see to every screen on the app uh, to every investment deck that we made. Um, anything you see was done by her. So um, we knew together um, we'd be able to get the word out in really unique ways. And then uh, another aspect of my background was um, nonprofit management. And so I did a lot of uh, events to raise money. And so we already had in the back of our mind, the idea that we would want to do dog friendly events as a way for people to possibly meet up in the future, it became and took on its own world when we saw how successful our very first one was at bringing together the dog community in a really new, unique way. We brought together dog businesses who had no reason to ever meet each other. We met, we brought together the, the groomer who never met the vet, who never met the mom and pop you know, beef jerky shop um, and all of these people. And we really realized that by bringing people together around the idea of dogs and love, we could really be a hub of pet influence for our community um, and bringing them, you know, whether it's a different awesome promotions on their favorite pet products, um, great dog date ideas uh, and working with different local dog businesses across the country, which truly are the best. Um, the dog world, the cat world uh, of small businesses is so fun to be in and so collaborative across mm -hmm. the country that we really took that and ran with it and just wanted to be surrounded by as many of those people as we could and wanted to help each other. So um, that's how that world really came to be. So as we open up the country, uh, how many of these events are you hoping to do? And, and I presume they've been sidelined for a while. Around dog events we have completely stopped however i have to say one of my favorite places in the entire world is bar k dog bar in kansas city and there are places like this popping up across the country which are very cool integrated hands-on dog parks that are much more than a dog park they've got you know um different people out in the dog parks, making sure things are going okay, attendance. They've got a bar and a restaurant and a stage. They've got a co-working area where you can look down over the puppy section. What? They've got agility course training. They've got doga, um, dog yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, clean your dog off afterwards, different dog treat pop-ups come there. So we threw our Kansas City launch event at that location. And they've been doing, since they've been able to open back up their outdoor section of that so not the indoor restaurant but you know the outdoor to go bar um the different dog parks that they have there um we know that that's likely where our first events are going to go back to these kind of innovative outdoor um very cool dog parks that are opening up across the country and do you have to be a member of dig to to go to these events to get into our section so usually we we don't you know try to take over a place and, and exclude people mm -hmm. because we do 
know the value in people knowing about Dig, even if they're not looking to date right now, right. or if they're, you know, you don't want to bring your- You'll have your to get a divorce if you want to come yeah. to her. Yeah. We don't want to force anyone to download our app who doesn't want to be there, I promise you. Um, so we do open it up, but uh, to, you know, for example, get free drinks that night, maybe you download Dig or, um, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. We'll make it as um, beneficial to the people who are looking for love on Dig as we, as we possibly can. What's the natural progression for you in within the dog community? Well, first we got to keep growing. We got to get more people learning about Dig, telling their single friends about Dig, um, so we have uh, more happy people on there for sure. Um, and then building out the app itself to really meet the needs of the community. We feel like we are still doing that every single day, um, but a lot of people are looking for you know live stream capabilities. We don't have any video capabilities on the app right now, but that is absolutely next. As every person here knows, it's much easier to take a great video of your dog than a photo of your dog. Mm -hmm. so we just need to get to the basics to really help people let their pets shine um, and therefore let themselves shine uh, and encourage those conversations on the app. So a lot of product development still, which is great that we are not doing events because we can give our 100% of our time <laughs> to this development. Lee Isaacson, thank you so much for being with us today and enjoyed our conversation. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's hard enough finding that special someone, but Dig makes it much easier for dog lovers to find their match as well as a friend for their own furry companion. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. And if you want to hear more content about dogs and dog lovers, be sure to give the rest of our Long Leash episodes a listen. You can find them anywhere that podcasts are found, such as Spotify or Apple, Google, YouTube, and head on over to our website at longleashshow.com. That's longleashshow.com to find links for other shows in our network. And since you're there, go ahead and give us some feedback by clicking on the little blue microphone icon at the bottom right of every page. And when you've finally chewed through all the long leash episodes from our back catalog, you may be begging <clears throat> for more dog content. Well, we have lots of it. So head on over to our main website at dogpodcastnetwork.com for an ever-growing library of canine-centered podcasts designed by dog lovers and created by dog lovers. I'd like to thank Lee Isaacson for joining us on the show today. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'm James Jacobson, and on behalf of all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, we wish you and your dog a warm aloha. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now, on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast. <laughs>